to the Firmware Emotive Podcast and you're listening to John Kai Herbert. This one I'm going to talk about plant medicines and what I mean by plant medicines are plants that have been used to enhance or heal or modulate or Correct um, feelings, mind body sensations, um, spiritual connections, and they'll include like marijuana, um, mapacho, mushrooms, ayahuasca, hape, and, um, and alcohol. I'm actually going to include alcohol here as it feels like um, alcohol is something that has become the norm of a medicine to use to, to escape and moderate um, our feelings, um, to create gateways um, or numb um, how we're feeling. Um, some of these are considered master medicines, um, and if you would like to do more research on that yourself, I'm not going to stop you. I think knowing what a master medicine is, is important, but it's not relevant right now. Now, I just finished reading a book on ayahuasca that my business partner gave me before I took this trip. I'm recording this in Rio Branco at the moment, and I'm about to go into the jungle and sit ayahuasca. I was called to sit ayah um, at the start of this year, and the way it's played out is um, that now is the time. And for me, um, I've always felt like taking plants or um, some form of substance to increase your inner growth was cheating. I felt like you're not really doing the work. You're not really um, looking at what you need to look at. You're using something else as as a gateway to kind of cheat the process. And um, I, I feel like there can be an element of, of chasing this, um, what's known as a peak experience, where the moment that you have a plant medicine and, and, and you enjoy like, the feeling of either really being in your body or really not being in your body or having all these new ideas come flooding through, which is where... Um, like ayahuasca has gone and, and some elements of microdosing where it's it's you end up taking the medicine outside of its sacred context. And and for me, like reading this book, it, it helped me one, understand how traditional cultures get decimated by um, religion, in particular Christianity, and the forcing of that that as we are more civilized, that we, we automatically know better. And I feel like with the current opioid crisis, we need to acknowledge and have some 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 fucking humility and admit that we don't know. 
admit that there are things in play in the human body and I feel bigger than the human body that we don't understand, we're refusing to look at and it is going to cost us more lives and more um, energy in trying to fix what we don't understand. Um, in the last podcast I mentioned a lot about chasing our tails and I feel like this is part of that journey. Now, Toxicology 101 is the, the, the dosage makes the poison. And I feel like when you're, you're, you're studying a medicine or you're being guided by a shaman who understands the medicine, um, how much you have is, is, is important. So with anything, including alcohol, um, the dosage makes the poison. And I feel like, in particular with alcohol, we don't acknowledge that when we have these medicines, we open ourselves up, we open our auric field up for hyperdimensional beings. Um, with harpe, when you're being served harpe, um, there's a, 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 a space that's a protective space that is created and you, there's a, a channel that is opened and in that channel um, entities can come in and entities can go out and I feel like the more we understand that there is a realm that cannot be measured quantifiably by science um, however the effects can be felt so for those that have, have, have felt entities or those who have um, gotten sick randomly, it doesn't make any sense. Or if there's some kind of multi-generational illness that there may be some epigenetic overlay, however, it doesn't really make sense. And it can be related to trauma, it can be related to, to some kind of multi-generational curse. And I feel like as, as Westerners, we tend to play with fire and take things out of context and use them for our own gratification or shortcuts. Um, if I was to draw an example, and I'll cherry pick one, um, soy. So soy used to be eaten with seaweed in, in the Asian cultures and seaweed protects the thyroid and in our society we've used soy as a lot of replacements for meat um, but we see a lot more thyroid issues um, hormonal imbalance and there's, there's a few foods and, um, that we've taken out of cultural context not really understanding that, that there was a reason why and when we reductionistically view it in, 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 those, in that framing, we tend to miss the bigger picture. And I feel as humans with the, the scientific method, we do have a reductionistic view on, on life and of, of, of components, of compounds, of, 
of systems, of lots of things, even ourselves. Um, like we, we feel like we're, there's a, I mean, there's a, we in, in, a, in our individual self that we need to, to succeed, we need to succeed on our own. Um, and in other cultures that are more collectivist and that, that can achieve more things um, for the greater good um, tend to view the collective is more important. And I feel like there's a balance between the two. Because in those collectivist cultures, you see uh, avoiding of the individual. And when a lot of those um, members come into our work, like into our, our programs, culturally we see that they've been quite suppressed. And, and there's a lot of rage at um, their parents um, and the system and the culture for not allowing them to be them. So there's a balance between the individual and culture. And in the context of plant medicines, when you start to study um, and listen to the spirit, there will be a component that you will develop a relationship. And if you are susceptible to addictions, um, or if you're susceptible to not liking being on the planet or not liking being in your body, and character analysis-wise, um, the schizoid prefers to not be in their body and doesn't like being on the planet. And so they, in a lot of uh, medicine circles, I see a lot of schizoids. Um, they're the, the very arty type, the very, excuse me, the very esoteric type that like to think about astro and, and, and bragging about like channeling and astral planing and connecting to, to, to spirits and, 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 and there's a resentment to the 3D world. There's a resentment for their body. There's a resentment for humanity. And if you're prone to addictions, which is, is more oral, uh, orality, um, then there's a part of you that will start to use the medicine um, as, 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 a, as a supplement for the own gaping hole of, of feeling that you have inside of you. And I feel like this is where plant medicines would benefit from like a psychodynamic and a scientific overlay, where it's like, yes, these medicines are fantastic. However, what's your intention? Like, what's your motivation? Like, where is your childhood wounding playing out with, with, with romanticizing some of these medicines? Stoned ape theory. Uh, Terence McKenna um, believed that, that, that these plant medicines and some of these plant medicines um, were part of our evolution. And there's many arguments for and against it. And I feel like um, if, it, if it was used as a, as a, as a justification for um, like freeing your consciousness, then it's like, uh, I, I feel like there's, there's an overlay of, 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 of an ego seeking in looking at these plant medicines where like, and Joe Rogan does it too, like there's always, there's always an opportunity to brag about your experience. And I feel like as Westerners, like it's, it's almost like, like an Instagram or a social media like um, bragging right that you've done something and for me, I feel like there's a sacredness around it. 
around the experience and um, when in the, in the book that I read it talks about with ayahuasca in particular how uh, like uh, you want to socioeconomically the upper class or the, the Silicon Valley class um, will hire shamans to um, have like ayahuasca sessions at, at, their, at their units or, or at a venue similar to how like, you'd hire a, a high a high-ranking DJ like getting Moby to play at your birthday party now you get like a shaman to, to come and do an ayahuasca ceremony and it's become like a, a, a watered-down um, kind of event so the way ayahuasca works is it's a two-way street so she, um, she, she the spirit will receive information from you and it will give you what, what she feels like you need and um, the medicine is spreading very far and very wide and I feel like for me personally going on this journey it's taking something giving, giving something back to her first um, and not just a, a gratitude but what I see in the world and, and what she can now use um, in, in ceremony with others and that, 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 that felt really right for me to say just then and, and, and to share. Um, a lot of these medicines were banned um, under the, the war on drugs by Nixon. However, with ayahuasca, it got protected under the, the religious rights. So there are people that um, use ayahuasca under a religious umbrella so it's protected and, and it's a ceremony and if I just jump back to the war on drugs it was it was something that, that the government was fearing during the 60s and 70s the, 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 the LSD revolution where people's consciousness was being unlocked um, well basically the, the, the rigidity um, or as Reich would term it the, the neurotic character the neuroticism was being reduced um, through um, LSD and, 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 and plant medicines. And it's very scary to authority. It's very scary for systems of control. It's very scary for conservatives. <laughs> Even though if you asked a lot of conservatives one-on-one, -on -one, they would take plant medicines. However, there's, an, there's a, a distrust in... Um, on the other side of the of the political spectrum, that oh you know the the, the hippies there's a distrust in that whole that whole mechanism, um, which I find quite ironic, um, as as we're all kind of the same. There's an element of shame on the other, and an element of self righteousness on the other side, and and I feel like um, <laughs> it's the the irony and the laughter of, of the cosmic joke. Now. Um, I, I think conservatives might see the other side as uh, like hedonistic progress stallers. Now I feel like that as humans we have a responsibility for progress. What that progress looks like is really our responsibility as well. And when it comes to like um, like the, uh, what you want to call it, the hippie. If, wanna, if I had to put a label on it, the hippie generation or those that like to disappear 
into the hedonistic haze of, of plant medicines, there's an element of, of, of limiting progress. Like there's more interest in seeking this peak experience instead of what, what's my purpose in the world? Like how am, I, how am I carving my path in the world? And um, I feel like it's their choice if they want to do that. However, I feel like that's the, that's the gap that needs to be bridged on that side of the fence. And then on the conservative side of the fence, it is we could all benefit from less controls and that our, our body is sovereign and that people will use a mechanism for escape or growth any way that they can if their concept of time changes enough that they need to use that. What do I mean by that? Um, I've mentioned before Philip Zimbardo, the time paradox. Um, the, the more narrow your concept of time comes, and I'm pretty sure Jordan Peterson, Peterson talks about this, when you can't see your future, when you don't feel like you have enough hope for the future, everything becomes very present focused. So people that seek addictions, people that, that look for that short-term high to get them away from their feelings or get them they don't see a future, then they will seek out things in order to give them the feeling that they, that they either exist or they, they can feel something or experience something. And I feel like in that in that that process of growth that allowing your consciousness to be free that you 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 can you can tease that apart uh, and you can you can use these consciousness expanding medicines to to grow you in a way that you can't grow from a book or you can't go f grow from a conversation <clears throat> so i feel like there's an there's an element of of, of hypocrisy when it comes to like the precautionary principle and around the way science will release its own versions of medicine and how um, the, the, the non-scientific, or if you want to call it the natural, um, allow for, they want to push for like all drugs to be legalized. And I feel like that's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a hypocritic, hypocritical argument to have when like, people if you release a medicine and and are not aware of like a hyperdimensional component where and so then let's legalize LSD let's legalize um, marijuana and mushrooms and all these other uh, other, other things and then understanding that that you open yourself up to, to, to having entities on you and having behavioural patterns play out that are not really you, um, including like fighting and, and raping and, 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 and hurting people um, outside of the realms of humanity. I feel like there's a the self-regulation <clears throat> of, of, of pharmaceuticals in the context of plant medicines is also very hypocritical where you'll have pharmaceutical companies do studies which are, I feel, are biased, particularly with side effects. Um, like just about every um, 
brain altering medicine has got like cotton mouth which is like dry mouth as an example so you're but the first when you eat the first stage of digestion comes from the saliva as it masticates in your mouth so like straight away like it's oh you get cotton mouth oh, you can take this medication to compensate for it however out of context like the first stage of digestion is being interrupted by a medicine that only tinkers with one component of the body and i feel like the the macro micro in 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 big pharma and being able to have the humility to say that we don't know is where i feel like we can see much more growth in both fields in the plant medicine field and in um the scientific method field. Jumping back to the plant medicines again, we've got, when you, when you take it there, I, th I feel like there's an, an intention that's really required. And if you're trained under a shaman or if you're initiated um, properly, then you, you learn to create an intention and you learn to create uh, a safe spiritual space. So like, <laughs> I just the, the example that popped into my head was like um, you know how people like do the, the joke is around like, like people do cocaine in the toilet or off toilet seats and like for me like that feels like such a filthy scene to take any form of, of, of stimulant it's like for me personally I'm going into the jungle to sit ayahuasca and for me to, to then translate that scene into like a, a toilet stall feels viscerally fucking wrong to me and I feel like the intention and the space that the medicine is used in is really important and it's it's important not so it's, it's important not so much for like the energy in the area but for you as well around like it, the, the medicine needs to its own time to work. So if you're in a rush, then you're not you're not you're not you're not using it correctly. Like if you, you're you're about to duck out the door, or and you you want to quickly have a, a a hit of mushrooms or a, a hit of marijuana, it's like, well, what are you doing? Like you're not you're not respecting the spirit. You're not respecting it, it, its context, and you're using it as a bypass to not face like an anxiety or that you're stressed that you need to get to work or there's some element in your life that's out of alignment. Let's get this fucking straight. If there's something out of alignment and you're using a medicine to, to bypass that, you're fucking kidding yourself. Like it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crutch and, and like being like a hard up fatherly figure, you're, 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 you're being weak. Like... Like, stand up, like, like, get a spine, like, look at your life. Like, if you're using medicines to escape your shit, it's not, it's not, you're not, you're not growing. Um, and if you want to be a leader and you're still doing that, like, it's not, it's, 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 it's out of integrity because you're not looking at yourself. Um, that felt important to say. Also, being human is fucking hard. <laughs> so it's it's not like you were you were born and you came with an instruction manual 
And whenever you get stuck, you know, oh, fuck, how do I do that? How do I, how do I, how do I go back onto my life purpose? How do I find what my life purpose is? Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck between relationships, jobs, and, and I want to travel. Like, where's the manual? Where's the index? Where's the, the glossary of terms of, of what the fuck I need to do? So I feel like there's an element of forgiveness and remorse that is required when, when you're, you're embarking on a plant medicine journey. Uh, and, and just being able to enjoy like, the spirit and the essence. And, and recently I've been enjoying food more, like I've been eating with my hands. Um, and just enjoying like there's a, there's a sensualness to eating with your, your fingers. And I feel like there's a, another tier of bonding that can happen with plant medicines around the same thing where you start that dialogue and it's like a relationship you know it's like if you want to be intimate with someone you don't like just grab them and start being intimate there's a dialogue there's a dance and I feel like there's something that is missing but even with alcohol there's something that is missing in that relationship like it's uh, uh, you can call it an objectification but I feel like the psychonauts amongst us that, that want to go deep, and if you want to go deeper, it's about creating a bond with the medicine and asking it and, and using your, your emotional authority to ask it when you feel like it's required. Like it, as humans, we can form habits very quickly so if your morning habit is like getting up and having a cone, it's like, is that a, is that, is that a habit or is the medicine, do you need the medicine right now? Um, the same thing with alcohol. If your habit is getting, uh, getting home and cracking a long neck, it's like is, that, like, is that the medicine talking to you, that this is something that you need right now, or is this a habit that you use to escape that you really fucking hate your job? And I feel like that's where we, we need to go down that path if we want to really start having a relationship with ourselves and the environment around us. I mentioned before about ego identity and um, around, around, around taking some of these medicines. And on the flip side, there can also be an ego identity or ego identity around not taking a medicine. Um, again, like, no, nah, I don't smoke dope. No, I don't, I don't take alcohol. And there can almost be like a, an element of self-righteousness um, around not taking something. And you could also draw um, parallels to, to veganism and other forms of ideologically inspired habits. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I mean, like there's a, there can also be a value system involved. However, if you want to take a hard look at yourself and do inner work around it, it's like, well, why do I? Like, is there some kind of cultural shaming around me not trying one of these medicines? Is there some kind of religious upbringing or um, cultural shaming in general around like, oh, uh, this, if, if I take this, then I'm seen as like one of these hedonistic progress stores or, or a hippie. Um, and I feel like 
there's a, there's a there's an element of shame around just wanting to be or be authentic, so we hide it. Like we hide it in fucking like bathroom stalls, or we hide um, like a dirty bong somewhere, or we like we hide that 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 part from our families or our friends, or we feel like we're going to be judged for it. Again, it, it it requires you to listen to your emotional authority. I use my my emotional authority comes from the human design system. However, whatever you need to connect to in order to find your own inner emotional authority. Um, and I feel like the, the, the intention for plant medicines is that there's a few choices. Um, like there's escaping from, like escaping from discomfort or escaping from some kind of, of, of trauma. Um, there's like a learning from the spirit, like particularly with ayahuasca. Um, tribes would use it to develop new technologies or develop new medicines or develop some something else and it's it's quite surreal the, the book that I read um, that how it was used and and how it was found even <laughs> it, it's it it implies that there's something bigger than what we are something that, that Scott Peck talks about in um, The Road Less Travelled and, and Carl Jung talks about it as well and I feel like there's something that's bigger than us that can be experienced within the realms of plant medicine and the splinters of culture that comes from that. The other reasons are you get help from it, which is like what I mentioned before, that the, the traditional usage was for, like, get help, like, what's going on, like, we need help, we need guidance. Um, or you're so traumatised that traditional methods of counselling and therapy don't work um, so we're seeing much more um, experimental usage with PTSD and and trying to to like penetrate and 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 defragment a, a fractured mind like trying to piece together like what is real what is what isn't um, particularly with, with soldiers with PTSD where a lot of them acquire their PTSD from either seeing life taken or taking a life or taking another man's life I should be more specific um, in that context like it's, it's a betrayal of nature so there's a an element of well, what have I done and to try and reconcile that is is really challenging there can also be uh, an element of gimmick or identity around it too. The other reason you take, and I mentioned before, like the gimmick, the gimmick of being able to say, "No, I've taken this." Uh, the gimmick of, um, yeah, I, I do pot, and there's a, a camaraderie um, around either the. <laughs> just thinking about it now, there's a camaraderie around either the connection to the spirit, or the connection to like the shame. And I feel like. The shame connections of like, it, it, they're, they're not healthy. And I feel like those are the ones which are most attractive to entities like the looshing, the looshing off the shame, the looshing of I'm hiding this. Um, and when there's a connection to spirit, when there's a connection to source, like it's, it, it, it feels more pure. When there's a connection to something that's bigger than you are, there's a, there's a purity in that and an, and an honouring which, and if you feel it, like when you, when you feel the difference between like 
um, the shame component of of medicines versus the um, the light, the growth, the love, the, the honouring. Like it feels like I want to say one feels golden and one feels sticky. One feels sticky and sludgy and, and, and toxic. So I'm also the final thing I'll touch on is is purging, and um, there's a there's a, a bonding that happens in the purging process, and I just I, I, it came to me just before I did this podcast. Um, I was having a conversation downstairs with one of the women that is on this journey, um, one of the crew, and uh, what what span out was that I feel like as children we were shamed so much for for being sick and for pooing when it wasn't convenient for our parents even if they didn't say anything and even if we asked them you know did you feel shame around me vomiting in public did you feel shame around they might not be consciously aware of it however we may have felt it we may have felt their shame as a child and not understood what that was. I mean, even like, um, like talking about like vomiting and pooing at the table, like when you're eating f- eating food. Like, I don't know where that's come from. However, I know that that's that's woven into me. In in like, oh, you're not supposed to talk about bodily functions during dinner time. And one of the things I loved about my my smaller sister is that she, like no holds barred. Like. She would just raise shit out of shock, um, whether that was deliberately to shock or just that's what she felt like saying. I don't know, but there was a there's an element of purity in that, and I feel like that the plant medicines that help you purge, whether it's vomiting or, or or defecating, there's a there's a humility that comes from that, where like you're vomiting in a circle with other people, and you're hearing the purging and. There's, 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 there's this common bond around like the fragility and uniqueness of the human condition that I feel can only be found in this kind of setting where everybody is going through their own shit and everybody is also sharing each other's shit. No pun intended. And I feel like there's there's a, a unique bond that you don't you, you couldn't get in in another form of therapy in that really vulnerable space of like your body is purging your body you are throwing up like or you're yelling in agony because of the the drops that you just got in your eye and I feel like there's just this uh, humility and connection to the body that 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 drops that that the ego and the superhuman component that it, that it, that is so revered in western culture like you can be it all you can do everything by yourself like you don't need anybody else no the, the people that are telling you no are just uh, uh, useless or that this the, the, it's not so much the words it's the feeling the feeling around that you can be superhuman if you just push hard enough you you are your own limitation and i feel like there's an energy around that 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 that, that limits the humility 
limits your connection to the human collective that you you are on earth you are a human and that you have brothers and sisters that you may may not have come from the same blood but we are all in it together and i feel like the context and the framing of how you take plant medicines can enhance or detract from that Ah, that feels energetically <laughs> everything I wanted to share on the topic. Um, I don't know if I'll make any more um, more podcasts uh, in between now and when I'm in the jungle. We'll be getting much more busier, taking drives to new locations and prepping for the boats. A nine-hour boat ride. <laughs> ah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like rainy. I love boats. Um, I love the water. Um, so it's going to be a really exciting experience to, to be in the jungle with no internet connection, like taking the medicine in its traditional, its traditional way um, and just being in my own energy in nature. Um, it just makes me feel really warm and, and so grateful that... Um, First, feel really, really grateful for my business partner that 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 he that he he trusted his intuition and he he knows people that I would never know or never connect with. Um, and I'm grateful for my family around, like, my my financial situation and and the tools that they've given me to to be successful to 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 be a certain way has given me the financial freedom to be who I am. And all the ex-relationships that I have and relationships that I'm starting um, to, to, to help me blossom more and help me forge my path as a man and help me, help me be more of who, who I, I came here to be and, 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 and who I want to become. So thank you for listening. If you got this far and you feel like there's elements of this podcast that you feel like other people should hear either share the podcast or talk to other people about it like how i heard this podcast about like alcohol and entity attachment (laughs) and hyperdimensional components and i feel like it's something that that i want to do some more research in or like have you ever thought about that you know that, that feeling that you feel when like when you're on a plant medicine might be something that's that's not you that isn't in any of the literature that wasn't told to you by the guy that that sells you your bag of weed or when you go to the corner shop you go to the, the local um, dispensary to get your 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 25 or whatever it is that you get to that they don't explain to you that there's a there's warnings there's no warnings and the warnings tend to be at the back and so this is me at the back of the book telling you that there is more to plant medicines than what you have been told. Much love and I will speak to you all more soon. Bye.